When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Benfica match preview on the Rangers Rabble. Joining us this week is Scott Kennedy and Wolf Marshall. So let's see how it goes. We're going to have a wee chat in general and see what we think ahead of the game on Thursday night. Okay, first up, guys. Obviously, I've seen Benfica a couple of weeks ago live in action. Um, what do we expect of them on Thursday night at Ibrox? I'll go to you first, Scott. Uh, tough game. Tough game. Quality opposition. I think everyone knows that. Uh, not really too sure what to expect from them because I think I think we probably spooked them a bit in the in the first game. I really don't think they expected us to come out and play the way that they did. Um, ordinarily, Benfica would expect really attacking team, quite open, expansive, fast passing. But I think if they come to Ibrox, and I think they know this, if they come to Ibrox and they try that, then we could, through our organisation, be quite comfortable in dealing with them. Um, so I think that they're probably going to second guess the game a wee bit, which really does make this an interesting tie. Whereas before, maybe looking at games like last season, probably we're going to it with a bit more fear. But at the moment, with the way that we're playing, how organised we are, I'm feeling pretty, I wouldn't say confident, but I, I say fairly relaxed about the situation. Great, well, for about yourself. Oh, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how Benfica is going to going to line up. Obviously, they've got a few players out. Um, they've got the three. They've got two or three guys out with with COVID that are self isolating. Um, so that'll that'll probably help us. But because they've known for a while, at least they can. You know, they can sort their game plan accordingly. Um, I don't know. I don't know who they're going to put in to replace Otamendi. That'll be quite interesting. Yeah. Because obviously Mendy's the first choice centre half alongside by um, Fertonga. Um so I don't know who will be in there. So we could possibly exploit that. Um, but I th- I've got a feeling Benfica might just come and play it a bit cagey, because 
they'll be thinking if they can get same as the same as we we could be thinking. You know, a point's not a, a point's not a bad result. A point's not a disaster. Given that the other the other two teams that are, are evidently beatable in the final two games, so mm. I'm I'm not sure how Benfica will approach it. I think they'll be very very cautious though. Yeah, I think that's one of the things we were just going to speak about there. You know, a draw probably isn't the best result for either team, given where we are in the, you know, in the league. So I think when you look at it, you know, is a draw really a bad result, given that after that we've always got another home game against Standard Liège? Is it a bad result not to win at Ibrox? I think overall it's probably not. And I think if both teams come away with a point, for all that we want to win, clearly, I don't think it's probably the worst result. Um, just looking at the Rangers team that played at the weekend against Aberdeen, are we expecting a similar 11? Or do you think that we might see a few changes in this game? Straight back to you, Wilf. I I personally think you'll, if they're all fit and available, I think you'll go with the same the same team you had in the first game over in Lisbon. The only the only the only question is if you'll go for Davis, Kamara, and Jack in the midfield. Yeah. That that tends to be his European midfield. That that would be my, my that would be my, 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 my what I'd wonder. Would you go with that, or would you take one of them out and maybe put Arfield in? Mm. But apart from that, I'm expecting exactly the same as played in Benfica. Hey Scott. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I think I think what's been becoming more evident as our squad gets bigger, and probably we get more experience in there, is we're having more of a domestic eleven and a European trusted eleven. Um, and I think by doing that, having it's almost like a natural rotation he's got going. Every game that they play in Europe, which is a completely different style, different set of tactics, uh, that, you know, they're becoming more and more reliable, disciplined. They all know their job. And then when you kind of play like that, everything becomes more predictable. Um, and the, the team almost takes care of itself now. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think that's fair. I think when you look at the European teams that we've put out against maybe the teams that's played in Scotland, there has been those little tweaks. Wolf is spot on that, you know, guys like sort of Glenn Kamara coming back in, Stephen Davis, it gives us a little bit more control in that mm. midfield. So I think that'll be the interesting thing in Thursday night because possibly in the first game, we maybe showed them too much respect in that first 10 yeah. or 15 minutes where we basically were on the back foot and they could have easily been a couple of goals up before... Obviously, lot of men, they decided to make the foul they did on Ryan Kent. But I mean, just getting back to a quick point about earlier on that Wolf brought up with, with COVID, uh, Darwin Nunez, obviously, he came off the bench and scored two goals against us. Do you think he'll be a really big miss for Benfica? Or do you think they've still got enough quality that can hurt us at the top end of the pitch? Uh, well, Darwin Nunez, I think, I think Benfica probably, well, Sure, they have plenty of quality coming in, whether it's within the squad, off the bench, or wherever. But psychologically, it's a massive boost for us that Nunez isn't playing. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest; I didn't really know much about him apart from that twenty-minute cameo. Um, and then after that, it just got me thinking. It the, the last player I saw with the movement, the pace, the probably the intelligent and the runs. It was probably Claudio Lopez, and I still have nightmares about him when he came to yeah. Ibrox and played for Valencia. So I'm absolutely delighted that he can't play. Um, obviously, I wish him well in his health and everyone else that's affected by COVID. Um, but it, but that's got to be a massive boost for you know 
Helander if he plays, and Goldson, uh, even Balogun or anyone, because he he just looked like an absolute nightmare to deal with. And you can see the effect that he had on the team when he came on. It meant that players, another guy that's missing, Tarab, when he picked up the ball in midfield, he knew that there was going to be a runner. There was there was gonna there was gonna be something happening. It kind of makes his job easier to find that pass and that out ball. But you take that away, and obviously Tarab is uh, not available as well. Again, a bit of a boost, but you know he's he's a bit of an enigma whether he's going to turn up or not. Um, but then, yes, I think they've got the quality. Bringing someone else back in, are they going to be as good? Unlikely, but still, you know, we're, we're talking a massive step up here from playing against Sam Cosgrove, aren't we? That's no disrespect to him. These, these are just the facts. Hey, Wolf, what about yourself? I think he's he'll be he'll be a big miss for them because I would have expected him to start if he was available because he came on and he didn't make a difference. But even if he didn't start, I mean, I was surprised that he didn't start in Lisbon. But obviously, they, 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 the players on the park and everybody else realised that if it wasn't going well for them, they had him to bring on, they had him in reserve. Well, they don't have that now if they didn't you know if they weren't going to start with him. And yeah. he does make a huge, huge difference. My my, my concern for this this game is the boy, the boy PZ, the boy that they took off yeah. when when Otamendi got the red card. I couldn't, I couldn't believe they took him off. Because <laughs> from the, 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 the early part of the game three weeks ago over in Lisbon, he was... He was. He just looked. He looked like the best player on the park, and they took him off. So I'm hoping that we've got something to sort him out. I don't know whether they maybe put somebody on the man mark him or, or what they would do. But he looked like their their best player on the early part of that game in the first in the first game. Yeah, mm. yeah. I yeah. think that's fair. And you know, you look at the depth of squad they've got, and you look at like the full international, especially the South American guys they've got. You know, the Uruguayans, the Argentinians, the Brazilians, and I suppose we've got to kind of calm ourselves down a bit. You know, this was a team that spent, what was it, 90 million euros in the summer. Yeah. And yet, maybe just because of how well we've done in Europe the last couple of seasons, we get into this game thinking that we're probably the better team, which is kind of crazy given where we've been in the last couple of years, you know. But I suppose from the manager's point of view, it's just a matter of getting the players refocused again after the weekend and just mm. making sure that when you come up against this level of opposition, that were good enough to step up and play at that level. Yeah, I, I think he'll 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 tell them, well, he's just go out and empty it because he seems to like to tell them to empty the tank. I mean, the game on Sunday with the greatest respect to Falkirk should take care of itself, and we should be able to make several changes. You, you can bring in guys like Defoe, who's obviously not in the European squad, so I'd expect him to play on Sunday, uh, and you know other other kind of squad players that to get a run out against Falkirk. So the the guys guys that start on Thursday can just go out. And, and just go, just really just go for it, you know, because they're the next game. They'll they'll most of them will probably need to concentrate on will be the the Liège game the following Thursday. Paul, what about yourself? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, th- I think it, it, we've got to just kind of go for it, leave everything out there. I think uh, what works to our advantage. I touched on this before. All the players know exactly how they're going to play. You know. Unfortunately, I haven't actually spoken to anyone yet that thinks that we've got a right to go into this 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 game or these European games expecting to win or expecting to beat Benfica because, yeah, I mean, you're right. They've spent fortunes, but on the flip side, just because they've spent an amount of money doesn't automatically give them the right to be a good team. And I think we are this this for me is like one of the 
my favourite teams, the best team I've seen since 99-2000. We're, we're so organised. Everyone knows their role. It, I have just as much joy watching this team when we don't have the ball as when we do have the ball because, you know, I'm going into this game and I know exactly how we're going to play, the shape that we're going to play. When we're out of possession, where the ball is, I've got complete trust in the guys that they can manage the game. Um, you know, going to Lisbon, yeah, we conceded three goals and a couple of errors were in there. But yeah, we're not we're not we're not we're not in the market where we're spending twenty million quid, thirty million quid on defenders. We, you know, the, these guys are human. They're, they're potentially likely to make a mistake every now and again. Um, fortunately, I think the majority of the fans are quite forgiving in that respect when we do make this step up. Um, because on the whole, I, I don't feel like I've, I've been let down much or anything this season. No, I think that's the biggest thing, isn't it, that's come out in Europe. When you look at you know, the teams we've had to beat so far this season, when you look at you know, the, the Dutch quality team that we played, and then we've obviously went to play Galatasaray, and we've obviously come into the group stages, we've beat a really good standard Liege team that hadn't lost at home for several years. We've yeah. against a really stubborn like Poznan team who, who on the right caused us a lot of problems to be fair to, and we obviously get the win. I suppose you can uh, it's sort of the roundabout way of asking it. Do you think that a win in Thursday night all but guarantees his qualification, or do you feel that we'll probably still need to take something from the remaining two games to guarantee it? Uh, I've, I've been doing the mathematic gymnastics in my head. Uh, I think, what is it? If we beat Benfica and the other game, or if Liège win the other game, then yeah, we threw uh, pretty much if it if it's a draw as well in the other game. Um, I think avoiding defeats in the next two games is 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 what we need. Ideally, you know, I mean, it's it's an absolute no brainer to say ideally we'd love to go going into the last game, knowing that we've qualified. Um, I think the opportunity to rest players if we need to, because December and, and January looks looks absolutely, absolutely manic. So picking and choosing the opportunities where we can actually give guys a rest, I think is imperative, particularly coming into these, these runner games. So if we can get the job done, fantastic. Well, for yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same as Scott. It'd be great to get the job done if we win on Thursday and the other game, Liège won the other game. That that's it mathematically. We're, we're there, but there's a bit of me doesn't want that to happen. Doesn't want. Obviously, I want us to win on Thursday, but I don't necessarily want it to put us through, because I'm very conscious of the fact that every every win we get is a lot. It's about half a million quid. Yeah. Not yeah. very well. Okay, we can we can rest players for the last two games, and that's great. Still want to win them, hmm. because it keeps the momentum, the winning momentum going, but it also gives us an awful lot of money. You know, so yeah, I'm, I'm, quite con- I'm quite conscious of that. No, I think that's a fair point, and that'll be something I was going to bring up next. Do you think that, obviously, given everything that's going on with COVID and the lack of fans that you can get into grounds and everything else that the club's lost out on this season, is these victories in Europe that big that we just need to keep going in this group and look to try and win the remaining three games purely from the financial aspect? Well, well yeah, I think it is. I mean, because the if we could win the last three games... The revenue we make from that would it wouldn't make up for the the lost ticket revenue, but it would it would certainly be a help. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about we're, pro- we're probably losing in excess of a million a million pound a home game from game receipts, and if we get half a million pound for winning the game, well, there's half the money clawed back. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, having said that, sorry, no. having said that, if if we've already qualified before we go go, go, go to Poland, for example, and players are needing a rest, give, give them a rest because the league's far more important. Paul, mm. what about yourself? Uh, I echo what he said there, yeah. Uh, half, half a million quid is absolutely vital to us. But what I would say is that I've, I've actually got quite a lot of trust in this squad. So players that would come in, you know, Barisic is absolutely quality, love him to bits. His, his final ball is, is just sensational. But when I've seen Bassi and seen him, him come in, if he was to play against Liège or, or Poznan, I'm, I'm absolutely confident that he he can make that step up. Um, there's only one way that we're going to find out, him, Pat, Patterson, um, and, and the other sort of fringe players, because I don't really see us having many fringe players because they're all getting minutes and they're all good enough and they all seem to be good enough and they all slot in. So I'm actually really quite confident uh, if the opportunity arises that these guys can actually come in and actually make the step up, particularly in European football. And I think they should actually be given the opportunity. That said, I wouldn't give them an opportunity just for the sake of it uh, or if, if there's something on the line. I think I think it's imperative uh, that we do try and maximise all revenues of income and that includes any prize money that we just can't afford to turn our nose up or, or potentially risk. But that said, looking at the long game and, you know, for me, any trophy is a priority. I'm not prioritising any trophy over one or another at the moment. Uh, just I want to win everything. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's got to be the mentality, though, doesn't it? You know, regardless if it's Aberdeen or it's Benfica or it's Falkirk, you know, right now it's just about carrying on the momentum that we've built. And obviously, yeah, like we realise it's a high-class Benfica team, but, you know, sort of that one will mean as much as the Falkirk one or the week after that or the week after that. And I mm-hmm. think that's how the squad is right now. Do you feel as though this is as confident a Rangers team as, as we've seen in quite a while that's out in the pitch? Yeah, well, without without question, it's it's certainly the best squad we've had in a long, long time. Um, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say it's the best squad since we've had uh, McLeish's uh, treble winning side, talent wise as well, talent wise and organisation. But it, it's some of the players and the way like playing Camaros. Oh, he's, he's, he's brilliant. His, his vision, uh, it's, it's like he plays with wing mirrors. And he, 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 granted, he can make sloppy passes every now and again, but that's why he cost us 50 grand. But talent-wise, it's right up there. Well, for yeah, we, we, seem, we seem to have signed players to fit, to fit this, to, and, fit, and fitted the system around them. And you know, rather than saying, OK, we'll, we'll stick... I like back in left midfield and the sort of stuff that we used to do. We seem to have, when, when Gerard came in, he said, look, you're going to have to give me three or four years because what we've got here just isn't good enough. And it, and it wasn't good enough. And he's, he's got good players for every position. He's now got two good players for every position, more or less. And the ones that come in, we've said it before, the ones that come in, they just slot right in. So you know, like if Bassi comes in for, uh, for Barisic, he's not going to be as attacking, but that's what he does. He's not, He's not a John Flanagan, you know. So that that's a massive, massive upgrade, you know. Um, if any of the midfield players drop out and another one drops in, they do the, they do the same job. They do the job, and the the squad's really, really strong. It's 
and, and the game plan worked. They just sort of slip in with the game plan. And as you know, Willie, the you know the the youth teams kind of play the same way. So that when they do when they do step if they do have to step in, they know how they might not have the same talent or the same experience, but they know how to how to fill the gap, how to play the game. The whole thing seems to be working really well. Yeah, and I'd, I'd say we've got a, a variety of different types of players as well. It's almost like we can pick and choose, and it, you know, horses for courses. So you look at our atta- attacking options. You got Barker, who's a direct, fast, pacey guy. Kent with the tricks. Aribo, who just is an absolute magician with the ball at his feet. Haji, who not quite similar. You know, these these guys are all different in, in what they can actually bring to the team. And it's not like we're, we're replacing like, like, oh, it's a winger for a winger. It's, okay, we're bringing this number 10 in and he could do this this kind of thing. He's, he sits slightly deep or Arfield, Arfield is the one that likes to make the runs beyond beyond the striker. Even in terms of strikers, you've got Defoe, who's a, who's a, who's a poacher. You've got Morelos, who's, who's, well, a buffalo up front. And then Itton, the big guy. I mean, we've got like these options, bringing a variety of attributes into the team. I, I don't remember the last time that I could, we had this these these riches in the squad. It's brilliant. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, just that a last question for all you two guys. Is Ruth the wild card then amongst the 11 and that any given game, he can be the difference between winning and losing and like, is keeping him fit the most important thing for us this season? I wouldn't, I, I'm, I'm not sure if most important would, would be right because they're all important in their own way. Uh, I mean, come back to the point Scott made about different players coming in. It's it's quite refreshing that we can start with an 11 that, that we start with and then say, like, okay, after an after hour, okay, we'll, we'll maybe take off the left winger and put on another left winger who is a left winger but plays entirely different to the one that's just come off. So the defenders won't know, won't know what's going on. You know, it's a, it's a similar talent playing in a similar position, but doing completely playing the game completely differently, which is really really good. Um, but the I mean the point about Roof, we're going to have to manage him really well because he has, I mean he has the injury problems. Because if he if, if he didn't have injury problems, let's be honest, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be Ibrox, because he's a he's a hell of a player. I mean the goal he scored at the weekend just mm. tells you how good a player he was because that was just phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> To be honest, I, didn't, I haven't quite realised how good he is. I think the more I see him, the more impressed I am and try not to get too excited. Uh, but yeah, obviously his injury problems are there. They're, they're nagging in the back of their mind, but he's, you know, he's what played for a month now without an injury and hopefully he's turned the corner. You don't quite know, but I should say you've got to manage him. Um, but I don't see anyone in this team. The, the, the more the team play, the better the team gets, and it is a team. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put a label on anyone in this team anymore as a star player, because I think you've got the likes of Ryan Kent that can offer that individual magic. You've got Morelos, who, as you saw against Lech Poznan, can score a goal, which is almost out of nothing. But he's, you know, he's there or thereabouts. Roof obviously adds something. Hadji, I mean, yet to see him rediscover the form of last season when we signed him, but even then, he had the ability to turn a game against quality opposition. Um, so we've got all these guys that, in their own team, and probably a poorer Rangers team, you'd probably stick them, stick them there and say they're a star. But bring them all together, and they're just an even better team. So, you know, it's just, just my, I don't want to put any pressure on anyone. 
and and pin any hopes on anyone because I don't think we need yeah, to. I think I think Wally, that's I mean what Scott's saying is right. It's it's a team of very good players as opposed to a few very good players in a team. You know, yeah. there's no. It's not like they're saying right, okay, we're struggling. Let's give it to the superstar. Let's give it to, to the Messi or the Ronaldo because there's none of them any better than the other. Some more talented than others. But there's none really any better. There's none that you would see. You know, you'd hang your hat on and say, right, it's not going well. Give it to like give it to Gascoigne. There isn't anything like that. You know, they're, yeah. they're all they're all team players, or they all seem to. I mean, even Fred is a team player now. Yeah. You know, I mean, go back to the game with Aberdeen, the one that came out of the sky in the second half last year. Last year he's thrown his leg at that, and he's ended up probably halfway down Paisley Road. But he took it down, mm-hmm. killed it, knocked it sideways. You know, even he's starting to play as a team, as a team player. You know, and the goals are coming from everywhere, which is what you need. That's the other thing that that likes of Benfica aren't going to, you know, they don't need to just worry about the strikers because the goals are coming from absolutely. I mean, we're, we're right back to the top scorer. I know that's that's crazy. All right, guys, final question for the night then. What's the score prediction? Wolf, I'll come to you first. I know how much you love giving out score predictions. Well, I got I got the one on Sunday, right? You did. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> back to the free match for Aberdeen, I got that right. Um, as I said before, before on that one, um, I don't I don't ever predict Rangers to lose a goal, although I can see Benfica scoring. But I'm going to go 2 nothing, Rangers. Right, right. Scott, what about yourself? Uh, I'll go 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Right, Rangers I'm going to go in between, I think. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I hope Rangers... No, you can't do that. I just keep saying it might be a 1-1 draw. Um, thanks to everybody for tuning in tonight, guys. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, the pod will be out first thing tomorrow morning. Hope everybody enjoys what they've had to hear from all of us talking rubbish about Rangers. Make sure you check us out on YouTube and all the other platforms that Martin usually reads out. I've not got a clue that they are, so I'm sure he'll probably tweet it out at some point. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday in the Falkirk live match reaction. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.